Good morning. Greetings in Jesus' name. Good to see you all. Seems a little bit, uh, uh, how should I say, not as many people here this morning, but where there's two or three, Jesus says, I will be in their midst. So that's what counts. (laughs) Yes, amen. Well, I was blessed already with what was shared this morning. Thank you, Randall. I uh, <laughs> might be saying the same thing, but uh, in a different way. <clears throat> uh, yeah, good to see you back, Rebecca. Looks like Elvin, Rachel, and uh, Grace made it back safely, too. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to hear what all God is doing over there sometime. <clears throat> Well, this morning, uh, what I have to share is uh, the title is Church of God, Awake Arise. And I think that is a song. I looked for it uh, this morning. I couldn't find it. I looked in John D. Martin's book and I was disappointed. (laughs) But uh, he does have another song in there about... uh, church being awake or something, but it's not the same one. So that's what's on my heart to share this morning. Church of God, awake arise. Have you lost your cutting edge? Are you awake this morning? I think we're all alive here this morning, or we wouldn't be here. And probably all awake too, to a certain extent. But are we awake spiritually? And I guess I have a burden on my own heart that we as God's people don't fall asleep. And it can happen. It can happen. Uh, Well, I think before I go into the message, I'd just like to have a word of prayer, shall we? Close our eyes and pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning in Jesus' name. Lord, we worship you, we praise you, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your eternal word this morning, Lord. God, I just pray, Father, as as we hear again from your word this morning, Lord. God, I pray that our hearts would be open to receive what the Spirit of the Lord wants to say to us this morning. As your people, God, here in this local assembly, Zion Christian Fellowship, Father, we pray And ask for your blessing, dear God. I ask, Lord, for grace and and, uh, clarity of thought and mind, God, to share what you've laid on my heart, Lord. Oh, God, I pray, Father, just have your way here for the remainder of the service, God. I pray that we would go home, Lord. Oh, Father, with a renewed vision, dear God, to, to serve you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, Lord. God, we pray for your blessing. We thank you. We, we thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord. And we thank you for salvation, full and free. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sin, God. And yes, that we as your people can be in right standing with a holy God, Father. We thank you. Lord, just have your way. We pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well... Uh, to start off with here, uh, uh, Tyler and I went up to uh, the funeral up in Michigan. Ron's mother had passed away, so we went up there. What was that, yesterday? 
What's today? No, Friday. This is Friday. Am I thinking right, Myron? Friday. <clears throat> yeah, we drove up there and drove back, and we had to start off about, well, we were going to start off at 3, so we didn't get left to about 3.30. <clears throat> I did purpose. I felt a little bit weary uh, already that evening, so I purposed to go to bed a little earlier, but still, for some reason, I, I didn't have the best night or sleep right away as I was feeling kind of sickly and wondering if I'm even going to be able to go. But uh, <clears throat> we did go, and we were there for the funeral. It's a nice funeral there. Um, and the way home, Tyler, he didn't get much sleep that night either. I only think he had a couple hours. So we had two drivers that were kind of tired. Uh, I wasn't feeling too bad. Actually, when I was driving up, I'd, I actually didn't feel too bad, but... There's times when I get tired and all of a sudden it just hits me and I just kind of like, <clears throat> well, I wanted to be nice to my brother and, and I knew he had less sleep than I did, so I said, I'll drive. And uh, so I wanted to give him some sleep there in the beginning as we left the trip up there. But I found myself, I don't know, different times. And the last time I said, okay, I guess I better quit. I better quit driving. <clears throat> but I... I, there was three, two, three lanes, and, and I found myself, you know, how that works, in this car right beside me, and I thought, oh my, this is getting dangerous. <laughs> well, I did have this thought, I want to, I love my brother, so I'm going to let him sleep. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I thought later, well, there's a point where. Uh, it's not wise to love your brother to that extent where he might not even never, we might, neither one of us might make it home and that wouldn't be very loving. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so this whole aspect of falling asleep, it happens. People fall asleep and there's tragic accidents that happen. <clears throat> I don't think I ever fell asleep behind the wheel as far as actually falling asleep that I had an accident, but there's times when people fall asleep and there's uh, tragic accidents that happen. <clears throat> so the title is Church of God, Awake Arise. Are we awake this morning spiritually? And like I, I appreciate what was shared already, have we lost our cutting edge? <clears throat> Church of God, Awake Arise. And I'd like to look at an account this morning in, uh, in uh, the Old Testament in Judges, um, <clears throat> Judges chapter 16, if you want to turn there. And we want to read this account. And here was a man that fell asleep. Here was a man that fell asleep. <clears throat> and it's a very familiar account. It's about Samson. But I think I'm going to read the whole chapter here. Judges chapter 16. <clears throat> Judges chapter 16, starting at verse 1. Then went Samson to Gaza and saw there an harlot and went in unto her. And he was told that, excuse me. I did bring my glasses along. I decided I'm going to use them this morning, at least for reading. <clears throat> and it was told the Gizites, saying, Samson is come hither. 
And they compassed him in, and they laid wait for him all night in the gate of the city, and were quite quiet all the night, saying, In the morning when it is day, we shall kill him. And Samson lay till midnight, and arose at midnight, and took the doors of the gate of the city, and the two posts, and went away with them, bar and all, and put them upon his shoulders, and carried them up to the top of an hill that is before Hebron. And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And the words of the Philistines came up unto her, and said unto her, Entice him, and see wherein his great strength lieth, and by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bid him to afflict him, and we will give thee every one of us eleven hundred pieces of silver. And Delilah said to Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy great strength lieth, and wherewith thou mightest be bound to to afflict thee. And Samson said unto her, If they bind me with seven green, with that were never dried, then shall I be weak and be as another man. Then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven green wits, which had not been dried, and she bound him with them. Now there were men lying in wait, abiding with her in the chamber, and she said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson, and he brake the wit as a thread of a towel is broken when it touched the fire, so his strength was not known. And Elijah said unto Samson, Behold, thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Now tell me, I pray thee, wherewith thou mightest be bound. And he said unto her, If they bind me fast with new ropes they never, that never were occupied, then shall I be weak and be as another man. Delilah therefore took the new ropes and bound him therewith and said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee. And Samson, and there were liars in wait abiding in the chamber, and he brake them from off his arms like a thread. Delilah said unto Samson, Hitherto thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Tell me wherewith thou mightest be bound. And he said unto her, If thou weavest the seven locks of my head with the web. And she Fasten it with the pin and said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awaked out of his sleep and went away with the pin of the beam and with the web. And she said unto him, How canst thou say I love thee when thy heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times as has not told me wherewith thy great strength lieth. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death, that he told her all his heart and said unto her, There hath not come a razor upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I will become weak and be like any other man. And when I saw that she had saw that he had told her all his heart. She sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he has showed me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money in their hand. And she made him sleep upon her knees. And she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began 
to afflict him, and his strength went from him. And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep, and he said, I will go out as at a, a <clears throat> I will go out as other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bought him, bound him with feathers of brass, and he did grind in the prison house. Howbeit the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. Then the lords of the Philistines gathered them together for to offer a great sacrifice unto Dagon their God and to rejoice. For they said, Our God hath delivered Samson our enemy into our hand. And when the people saw him, they pressed, they praised their God, for they said, Our God hath delivered into our hands our enemy and the destroyer of our country which slew many of us. And it came to pass when their hearts were merry, that they said, Call for Samson, that he may make a sport. And they called for Samson out of the prison house and made them sport, and they sent him between the pillars. And Samson said unto the lad that held him by the hand, Suffer me that I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth, that I may lean upon them. Now the house was full of men and women, and all the lords of the Philistines were there, and there were upon the roof about 3,000 men and women that beheld while Samson made sport. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once. O God, that I may at once avenge the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and which was borne up which it was borne up of the one with his right and other with his left. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might, and the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were therein, so that the death which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. Then his brethren, all the house of his fathers, came down and took him, and brought him up and buried him between Zor and Esto in the burying place of Noah, his father, and he judged Israel twenty years. <clears throat> well, that was a long reading, but it was about Samson, how he, he, uh, he fell asleep. He fell asleep. <clears throat> and... Uh, <clears throat> You know the whole thing of falling asleep. I uh, um, read something about what is it? Four stages of of sleep. The one where it's just you know you don't just I don't know. There's very many people that can just say decide I'm going to be sound asleep now and boom and they're out. <clears throat> but it's more gradual. Is it the fourth stage where you're you're out or where you're uh, yeah, you're sound asleep. Well, it seemed like here with Samson here, that is what was happening. And of course, uh, it says here that he was sleeping on her knees. 
But he was also, there was something going on spiritually. He was losing out very fast. He was losing out very fast. <clears throat> but just the whole thing there of how she, uh, she, she was persistent and she kept Adam to have her or to have him expose or tell, tell her where his strength lied. And once she found out, she, uh, she uh, yeah, took care of, of that strength in very short order, you could say, very short time. And, and the other interesting thing is, he thought, he thought, he's going to get up and go out just like he did other times. But it wasn't the same. God had left him. His strength was gone. He no more had that supernatural power. He no more had that random cutting edge. It was gone. It was gone. That power was gone. He lost it. He lost it. <clears throat> and I, I, as I was preparing this past week on what to share I was looking at the there in the book of Acts where it says, where Jesus said um, to the disciples before he went up to, to glory, where it says that, uh, um, maybe I should turn to it. Yeah, Acts 1, verse, verse 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the other parts of the earth. Ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses, martyrs, witnesses. And a little bit more of the lines I was thinking there was, why are we not more effective? Why have we lost our cutting edge? Why are we uh, uh, not more effective, if you will? <clears throat> and, yeah, we asked the question, or I asked the question myself, why am I not more effective than I I want to be. <clears throat> well, here it says, Jesus said, Ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. <clears throat> well, we cannot be witnesses. We cannot do anything without God that is of any eternal value, that will be of any eternal value. So we need that power. We need the Holy Ghost power. Well, Samson here had power that was of God. It was, uh, yeah, it was not natural for a man to be as strong as, as this man was. I mean, he just, when they tied him to the post of the gate of the, of the city there, he just pulled the whole thing up and, 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 and left. That's a strong man. Not anyone in their natural strength can do that. And brothers and sisters, we need the power of God in our lives to be effective witnesses. And I have a burden, you know, I, I so appreciated what Randall shared in the opening there. I was just 
It's like, Lord, you have something for us this morning. God is speaking. And I, I hope I am listening. I hope we are listening. God, what are you saying? Church of God, awake, arise. The hour is late. There's too many that are sleeping. But may we not be one of those. May we not be the church like in Revelations where it gives you the idea, or how should I say it? Maybe I should just turn to it. It talks there about in chapter 3 of Revelations, it says unto the angel of the church in Sardis, write these things, saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest and art dead. Be watchful and strengthen. There's that word watchful. A person that is sleeping is not watchful. They are not watching. Would you want to hire a guard to guard your property who is, who is sleeping on the job? Would you want somebody on your job, on your workforce, or wherever you're at as a, as a, as a uh, <clears throat> boss or leader or whatever? And you have these people that are working for you, but they're sleeping. <clears throat> well, they wouldn't last very long. They wouldn't last, last, last very long in the, uh, any job sleeping. <clears throat> so may God, may we be awake. May we be alert. May we realize what's going on. <clears throat> it says here, remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. Remember, how did you say that, Randall? Remember where the axe fell. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou, hast, thou, sh- if therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. <clears throat> Church of God, awake, arise. May we be awake. May we be awake these days in Romans. Let's see if I can turn to that quickly. Um, In Romans chapter 13, I'll break in here. Verse 10, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And that knowing the time that now is high time to wake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the whole armor of light. And let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting, drunkenness, nor in chambering, in wantonness, nor in strife, and in envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provisions for the flesh, to fulfill the lust thereof. The night is far spent and the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the work of darkness and put on the whole armor of light. Having on that armor. Putting on the Lord Jesus Christ and making no provision for the flesh to to fulfill the lust thereof. Samson here is a very, the, the whole account here, story here. You know, Delilah is a very picture of the world. 
is the world lowering us to sleep gradually where we don't even realize what's going on. Delilah, she was wanting, she was wanting the answer. She wanted to, uh, she was after the money, I believe, from the Philistines. <clears throat> Delilah is a picture of the world. And Samson, somehow, his affection was for that woman. And he lost out because of it. <clears throat> is there an affection to something in this world that will blow us to sleep, brothers and sisters. <clears throat> there are many idols. And I, Randall, you talked there about idol, uh, many idols or the, uh, what is it, the Hindu religion has many idols. <clears throat> in the book, in, uh, in 1 John, the last verse, he, uh, John writes, little children, keep yourselves from idols. We live in this world, but may we not be part of it. Are we awake? Am I awake to the, to the lures and the, and the snares that are out there? I probably should read uh, Proverbs 7. Proverbs chapter 7. Very fitting in light of what we're talking about here this morning. Proverbs 7, 21. Here is a woman. Verse 21. With her much fair speech, she causes him to yield. With a flattering her lips, she forced him. He goeth after her straightway as an ox goeth to slaughter, as a fool to the correction of the stocks. To a dart strike through his liver as a bird hastens to the snare and knoweth not what it is, it is for his life. Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, attend to the words of my mouth. Let not thine heart decline to her ways, go not astray in her path. For she has cast down many wounded, yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. Let not thine heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her paths. Now this here is talking about a harlot, and Delilah was a harlot too, it says. But uh, I'd like to also look at it in a broader sense, simply looking at, uh, the woman as the world, Delilah as the world. <clears throat> Let not your heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her paths. And we probably all know that, that poem, something about, uh, I forget how it all goes, but something to the, the world is saying, talking to the church and, and the, the conversation goes back and forth, and I think it eventually comes to, to where the, the church gives its white hand to the world. <clears throat> Let not your heart decline to her ways, go not astray in her paths. Why not? 
For she has cast down many wounded, yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Sometimes we think maybe we're strong, but I, you know, the older I get, the, the, the more I realize that I'm not as strong as I think I am. Now, you can look at that both ways, physically or spiritually, you know. And that's true as, as men get older, why they lose their strength. But, young men, you are strong physically. Maybe you're stronger than me. Maybe you can wrestle me in arm wrestling. But, remember that the enemy is stronger than any one of us. The enemy is stronger than any one of us. So let us be careful. Let us be awake and alert. Let us put on the whole armor of God. <clears throat> you know, it says here in Proverbs, she has cast down many, yea, many strong men have been slain by her. And you know, we read here in Judges about Samson. He lost it. He lost it. But God had mercy on him. And as his hair grew back, Randall, there was a cry, I believe, that came up out of his heart. He wanted that power back. And I don't know how to, yeah, digest all that as far as, you know, in light of us being in the New Testament here, but there is, there is uh, applications here for us, you know, as far as where he said, Lord, give me strength one more time that I can avenge my enemies. And he, the power came back, his hair grew back. Have you lost your power? Have you lost your power with God? Do you have, don't you have, or how should I say this? <clears throat> Samson here, <clears throat> it was not boom, just like that, and it was there. But it was over, t- over time, as he was there in the, in the, uh, Uh, Let me read it here. The Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with feathers of brass and he did grind in the prison house. There he was, going around and around, grinding wheat or corn or whatever he was grinding there. And the Philistines, the world was laughing. And that's exactly what happens when we as God's people, God... The church of Jesus Christ, when we lose our power, the world is laughing too, looking on. But what happens when the church rises up and the power is there? They are no more laughing. Not when those pillars fall, they are no more laughing. May God help us. May we be, may we be awake. May we not be sleeping. May we not allow the world to lull us to sleep to where we lose our power. And all we are is, how's it say there in uh, 
Timothy. We have um, a form, a form of godliness, but we deny the power thereof. There's no power there. Power there. Do you have power in your Christian life? Do I have power in my Christian life to live a godly life? To live a life that leaves an impact, that leaves an impression upon the world, upon the worldling, the one who who swears and uses God's name in vain. There you are. And you might say something to him and say, how can you curse my Savior who died for me? And it leaves an indelible impression upon that man's heart. May God help us to be bold. I feel like I have lost some of my boldness. And you know, I look back and I think, well, maybe I was just, I was just too, uh, you know, uh, I, had a, I had a lot of fire but little wisdom. <clears throat> well, we need both. We need fire and we need wisdom. We need both. May God help us. Is the fire burning in your soul this morning? And I also thought of, I was also meditating on our devotional life. And not just necessarily when I say devotional life, necessarily when we get up in the morning or in the evening, whenever we have our time of of devotions or time of Bible reading and prayer. I'm talking about a devotional life that is devoted to a holy God. It's not just where we put in a little bit of time, but it's our whole life where there is a devotion, where there is a, there's a fire that is burning. And the world can see it and the world can sense it. How is our devotional life? Are we awake or are we sleeping through our time of devotions, if you will? I make it practical here this morning. Are we sleepy this morning? I see some of us are fighting a little bit of sleep. Rise up, O men of God. Rise up, O women of God. I know sometimes it's hard. You know, we had when we don't get our sleep. And I'm not being hard on anyone. But I tell you what. We need to be awake. Let us be awake. What is God saying? What is God saying for me today? Lord, I need you. I'm not sure what this week holds. But I need that power that Samson had. I need that sharp cutting edge. I need that axe that is sharp. I need that chainsaw that will just cut through that that tree like butter. May we encourage each other in these things. May we encourage each other. You know, we have these technology these days... uh, uh, WhatsApp and WhatsApp and all these different uh, ways that we can communicate. How many of us, brothers and sisters, how many of us are using those things to encourage, to fuel somebody's fire, to encourage someone? And I'm speaking to myself. 
May God use us. We need each other, brothers and sisters. This is a fight. I was thinking of the church. The title I have, Church of God, Awake Arise. We are a church. We are a body. And what you do, brother, affects me. What you do, sister, affects the other sister, or me too, I guess. We are one. Don't get in your head thinking that. And I maybe said a little bit at this the time before, and, and uh, the message I had before on oneness was just a side note here. Don't think that I live. Yes, I'm part of the body, but yet I'm not part of the body. And I know we don't think that way, but yet somehow this thing of, well, I can kind of still do, you know, whatever. Brothers and sisters, it doesn't work that way. We are one. The church of Jesus Christ is one. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight, not nine, not ten. One. We are one. Church of God, awake, arise. You know, the U.S. has this slogan. How does it go? Somebody help me out. United we stand, divided we fall. The world is wiser than the church sometimes. Sorry. The world is wiser than the church sometimes. They know. They know. But anyways, church of God, awake, arise. Where are we at here this morning? Samson lost his power. But yes, he did regain it. He did regain it. He didn't just get it overnight, but he regained it. He allowed that time, I believe, as he was going around that, I don't know, going around and around and around, grinding that corn. He realized what he did. And I believe he repented there somewhere. And his hair started growing back. And his power came back. He got it back one time. He, or how should I say, he, he got it back and he asked God, Lord, give it back to me one time for this last time. And, and I think somebody said that Dale Heisey had a message on the, he did. I didn't hear this, I did listen to the messages, but he mentioned something about Samson. He lost it, but then he got it back. How did he get it back? He died. He died. And I'm not sure what all Dale was thinking there when he said that. <clears throat> but there's one thing that is, rings clear to me. If we want to have the power of God in our lives, we also need to die to ourselves, to our own selfish ways. We need to be dead to self. And we need to have a fire that is burning, a fire that is and it's burning for God, for His glory. Nothing for myself, not I, but Christ. Be known, be seen, be heard. Not I, but Christ. Not I, but Christ. All for Him. All to Him I owe. He paid it all for me. He died for me. Will I not die for Him? Will I not die for Him?
He is worthy this morning. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 13, But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth not make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest. Let me, just a minute here, let me back up here a little bit. Verse 9, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepeth, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. I think I'll stop reading there. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil, and, 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 and surely we are, truly we are in evil days, evil times. No time to sleep, brothers and sisters. We're in a warfare. There's no time to sleep. No time to sleep, <clears throat> spiritually speaking. <clears throat> May we be awake. May we be alert. May we be a soldier that is uh, standing and is awake and realizes what is going on. God help us that we are not low to sleep by the enemy or by the world. It says here in verse 18, be not drunk with wine, where is in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. I don't think there's anyone, I hope not, I don't think so, anyone in here that has a problem with drinking wine or beer or alcohol that gets drunk. But there's other ways that we can get drunk. There's other ways we can get drunk. We can be so bogged down with the cares of this life that we're drunk. <clears throat> and and I and I sometimes I just want to, you know, when the, when it seems like there's so much to do, it's just like you want to just pull away and 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 there's a time to do that, but there's times when you can't just pull away. Well, then I take the responsibility. Or I I realize that you know what. I, 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 I laid out this schedule. It comes back to me. What are my priorities? 
Am I redeeming the time? Am I using this time for God? God help us that we're not drunk. We live in a fallen world, materialism. We live in America. God help us. God help us that we are not drunk. That we're not sleeping. Sleeping and drunk. God help us. But may we be awake and alert. May we be filled with the Spirit. Talking to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord. Praise God. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thankful. A heart that is thankful. Well, I think we'll go to... uh, Let me read one verse yet in... If you want to, you can turn to it. Uh, And then I want it to finish off with Peter. Uh, 2 Corinthians. I had a verse here that I had been meditating on. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse uh, 18, it says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You know, we live. We have five senses. We have eyesight and all those things. And we tend to look at the natural. Well, what is, what is uh, I think it's Paul writing here, what is he saying here to us in the Corinthians here this morning? While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. Brother, what are you seeing this morning? Are you seeing the green dollar bills? Are you seeing the worth? Are you seeing, I appreciate it too, Randall brought out about Uh, value system what is our value system what do we really value what are we looking at what are we seeing the things of this world are temporal they're all going to pass away they're all going to burn up then you talk like that too off too much you almost feel like them why don't we just why don't we just sell our businesses why don't we just serve god Well, you can do that while you're working. (laughs) You know, devotion, 24-7. We are devoted to a holy God to live for Him, to speak for Him, to do all those things for Him. God, deliver us from this slotted Christianity. Sunday, okay, now we put on uh, the Sunday. Now we we, uh, are devoted. Okay, Monday morning comes, now we go to work, and now we'll be devoted to work. Well, there's a certain aspect we need to be devoted to work. But, may we not allow, or how should I say, may we not be low to sleep. We live in America here, and I know we all know that. But we'll, we'll look, maybe we'll look here at Peter then a little bit more, and he says something along those lines about being reminded. The things that are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And I don't know how else to say it this morning, but somehow we do need that time 
where we just simply push everything aside, work business uh, responsibilities, where somehow we just push those things aside and we meditate on God's Word and, and somehow get into the heart of God, get into the, into the Word of God and, and, and get His heart. Well, I don't know if we're going to make it. I don't know if we're going to make it if we are too loose. I don't know that we're going to make it. I don't want to be a, 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 a doomsday prophet, if you will. But some of these things we have, to, we have to reckon with. God help us. God help us. Let us see those things that are eternal. Those things that have eternal value. Some of these things have no eternal value whatsoever. Why waste our time on them? Why waste our time on it? God help us. Okay, we'll try to wrap up here with Second Peter. I was actually going to preach out of Second Peter here. Well, I guess I am going to share a little bit out of it here. But Second Peter, this this whole uh, chapter one, chapter two, and chapter three, it was just like there is there is there's a lot in here. But this the, uh, Peter here is talking, and and one of the things, kind of Church of God, awake arise, is in verse thirteen. Yea, I think it is meet as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Peter wanted to stir them up. Wake him up, if you will, and to remember those things. And we can, I don't want to take the time on all what he was saying there, uh, but we need to be stirred up. Maybe I can say this, I see Tyler's not here, uh, but uh, we were talking, we had a good time talking until we got uh, we got on a very good conversation right before we got there and they were going to pick it up but we were all too tired I guess <laughs> didn't get to finish it off but we were talking about the different gifts about the uh, it says there in Ephesians we were going to go there well, we didn't then but I did later then Ephesians there it talks about the different gifts the apostle the prophet the evangelist the pastor the teacher all those different gifts. And, uh, and somehow we got on the subject of, of uh, Bible school. And uh, anyways, we were talking about which gifts are better for Bible school. But, <laughs> but anyways, uh, <clears throat> as I pondered this later, I, I, Todd and I haven't talked about it, but uh, we had a nice good time talking there. So I'm not saying this, that we were having a, uh, dispute or anything like that. We had a nice talk there. But to me, it says there in Ephesians, we're not in Ephesians there, but it's for the edifying of the body of Christ. It's for the unity or something like that in there. All those gifts are there. You have the, you have the apostle, the prophet, the, the, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher, and all those are there for the edifying, the prophet of the body. And you know, I think what can tend to happen is this, brothers. Am I right? You can tell me later. But if I have more, whatever my gift is a little bit more, that's, where I, that's the, the, the gift I like to hear. 
And if we're not careful, we can lean too much that way. But the fact of the matter is that we need all five of them, if you will. We need all of them. And, and I had to think, in, in, in Paul had to uh, correct the Corinthians in there. They, they were thinking too much naturally. I think uh, looking at it too much in the natural. And, and he had to correct them in their thinking. <clears throat> you know, Paul, Paulus, and all those, he, they, they, like, who was it? Did they like, they like this one better than the other one? Well, no, wait a minute. The gifts are all there for the body, and we need all of them. How many of us like to hear a prophet when he lays it out? Ooh, the prophet gets stoned. But we need the prophet. We do. Even if we don't agree with him. We need to hear what he has to say. What if he is speaking the truth? And we say, ah, he's just on his high horse. Well, maybe he is on a horse that we better listen to but anyways here in peter um how should i wrap this up verse four he says peter one verse four he says whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption of the world through lust and besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance godliness and to patience to patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off. He has fallen asleep. He has fallen asleep. So, how do I want to wrap it up here? One of the things here is, is uh, that I just wanted to point out is, we have these exceeding great and precious promises. Are we letting them just lay there dormant? Are we taking those promises and making them work for us, if you will? Or, uh, I'm not sure I, yeah, how I should say that. <clears throat> But if we're sleeping, they will just lay there. They will just lay there. But God help us. Those exceeding great and precious promises that we can be partakers of the divine nature. Praise God. And then he talks here about giving all diligence. I like that word diligence. Somebody that is not sleeping. Somebody that is awake. Somebody that is putting forth effort. He's not just sitting idly by and saying, uh, you know, God, do it. It's, you know, it's, it, it's all in your hands. Well, Randall touched on that too. There is something God wants us to do. And, and, and I've noticed that too already. Randall brought that out. You know, God doesn't go after those people that are sitting around and twiddling their thumbs. God goes after those who, or it seems that way, after those who, who are already busy, if you will. They are already working. God help us to be to be uh, busy, doing His work, doing His will. And in one of these areas, uh, in, in, here in Peter, it talks about adding to our faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, and so forth. May we may we do that. May we do that. And the promise is here, 
For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. If these things be in you, but if these things are just kind of waning away, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his own old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. I have two things here in closing. The antidote for falling asleep. And I'm sure there's more, but those, these are the couple that I thought of in light of some of the things that I shared. In Psalms 1, it talks about... Uh, Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law that they meditate day and night. And it says there too about how he's going to be prosperous. I believe that's one of the antidotes, if you will, so you don't fall asleep, is to delight in God's word. We're talking about here spiritually speaking here now. Falling asleep spiritually. If you're delighting yourself in something, you're so excited about it, you don't have time to sleep. Right, not? <laughs> I mean, think about little children. When they're excited about something, they, don't, they can't go to sleep. Right? Is that right? <clears throat> May we delight ourselves in God's Word. <clears throat> Oh my, we need to shake off that sleepiness, that spiritual sleepiness that wants to crawl over us. God help us this week. And then the other one was that we read here, adding to our faith, adding to our faith, adding to our faith. Not minusing, but adding. One plus one equals two. Two plus two equals four. Is that right, math? Yes, adding to our faith. Well, may God bless you all. I hope we were encouraged to be awake. Church of God, awake arise. Jesus is coming back. And if we would have kept reading there in, in Peter there, there's, there's a lot more in there. You know, we live in the last days and there's scoffers that are saying, where, where is Jesus? You know, he said he's coming, but he's not coming back. Don't allow those things to affect you. Don't allow those things to lull you to sleep. Jesus is coming back. Brother Vernon, you had that the other uh, as far. Jesus is coming back. <clears throat> and we were just at a funeral. You know? And was it my wife that said that somebody here in the local community said there was seven, seven funerals this week or seven, at least seven people that died that this person knew personally. Maybe there was even more. People are dying every day. Jesus is coming back. May we be awake. He's coming back for his church that is awake, not sleeping. A church that is awake, that is alive, that is going forward and doing damage to Satan's kingdom. God bless you. I'll turn the time over to Larry.